Do that shit. <laughs> the false nineties circus returns with Man United, Rafe Rovers, Ajax and West Ham donating the clowns. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Rangers finally surrendered to something, and will the podcast last longer this time than Tony Watt sticking to one club? After eight long months, we're back! <laughs> uh, so, uh, with us today, we have Lewis with that fantastic intro. I think he's going to be in charge of intros now for long. Um, if you want to be in charge of intros forever. We also have uh, Carl and Andy as well with us. Good to and back, good to be back. We are back. Um, we haven't record, We haven't done one of these since before the Euros quarterfinals, um, so it's been a very long time. Uh, but we start today um, with, as Lewis described, the clowns. Um, so we also we have Mason Greenwood, David Goodwillie. Um, we have is that Marco Overmars, of course, and Kurt Zuma. Benjamin Mendy. Benjamin Mendy as well. Yes, of course. Um, now, that's five people who have been in the news over the past two weeks for absolutely just shitty reasons. Um, yeah. Let's see, we've all heard the Mason Greenwood news. He has been arrested. He's now been released on bail um, for rape, assault, sexual assault, and uh, threatening of life. We have had the David Gobley news at Ray Throvers, something, of course, as a Scottish football podcast um we're, we've uh, taken a, a keen interest in because of the the backlash that has happened when when we signed uh, David Cowley on deadline day uh, in the Netherlands. Of course, we've had Mark Overmars, uh, as director of football at Ajax, stepping down um, due to inappropriate uh, texts sent to uh, female colleagues, and we've had the Kurt Zuma news, who, which came out today, of him abusing his pet cat. And, of course, Benjamin Mendy, who was arrested back in August, I think, has now been charged with uh, eight counts of sexual assault. Now, what the fuck is wrong with people is where I'm going to start. I think I'm going to take a point from, with regards to, like, Kurt Zuma and Man Man United's Mason Greenwood, um... I read something that basically said that the problem with Mason Greenwood is it's almost he's young and been given a shit ton of money really quickly. And no one's actually taught him that when you earn a lot of money, you still have to be like a decent fucking human being. And it's like he's got all this money and now just thinking that he's untouchable because it's it's a common thing with like young footballers. As soon as they get that pro contract, it's you know there's just a million people that just want to hang on, hype men. It's like you're you're going to be the next Wayne Rooney, you're going to be the next Ronaldo, and it's like he just bigs himself up on that, and then it's like well, no one's really giving a shit if I go and smack my girlfriend up because I'm the next youth prodigy for England. It's like well, that's going to kick you in the ass because. Everyone knows what an absolute dickhead you are now. Yeah, um, it's it was just a it's just a really shitty thing. This came out um, late in January, and it started this whole wave of you know footballers coming um, being oh, coming out and uh, you know being exposed for their bad deeds, and it's such. 
it's was were people always like this like because it seems like it's in the last two weeks it's just exploded um it might just be recency bias but was it was was everyone always like this i think it's the money to be honest it genuinely is obviously greenwood's i don't know how much greenwood's actually on but i know he's in a, a lot of money um, and it just shows you that the, the power that the, foot, the football players, young football players, think they have. <coughs> it's just, it's not right. And obviously I, I feel for, um, obviously, Zuma's cat and obviously uh, Greenwood's um, ex now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm um, Hopefully they get the help that they need. And well, obviously, the cat I don't know about, but. Which, I think I think the the always plays here yeah, of yeah yeah so I'm sure that cat will be taken away and and, and that's that's, that, that's not just for them as well it's for everyone anyone that's that's happened to um, best thing to do is, is to get help and to not hide it in for long because it'll just make it even worse yeah I mean um, what what Harriet did uh, uh, Mason Gibbs um, ex coming out with with those photos and and the recording and everything. Which is absolutely harrowing to watch and to look at um, and to hear. Um, I think she was incredibly, incredibly strong to come out with that. Uh, the rumours are that she was hacked and it was released that way. Either way, the truth is out now and it's better it's better out than in, I guess. Well, um, I think she's done. I think she's going to inspire a lot of young people, young, young ladies, to come out um, and have that strength because she did that. Yes, of course. To- I think, um, in fact, I was looking at this earlier um, in in England and Wales, where the statistics are more than one in five women have said to have experienced rape or sexual assault as an adult, yeah, and that is that works out to be um, nearly five million. And I'm sure that there are five million cases in court over this kind of thing, um, but. I think that what Harriet has done will inspire people to come out. Um, obviously, it's been a big all around the news, and hopefully, it does inspire people to come out and and expose their abusers because that kind of thing can't stand. Seen humanity, um, the people doing that are just a scum of humanity, and it's just an absolute shame for this to be. A story because we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want this to happen to people. Yep. I think just to put that into perspective for, for any Scottish listeners, um, five million people is basically the population of Scotland. So, for the population of England and Wales that are women, the population of Scotland has experienced some form of domestic violence. Um, and just for anyone out with kind of Scotland who doesn't know the whole Rafe Rovers situation. It has been widely reported in the media. Um, I mean, I'm over in France just now and i even seen it on Sky News, like international Sky News. So it was definitely hung out to dry. But if you don't know the David Goodwillie case, um, David Goodwillie and one of his teammates... um, sexually assaulted a woman in a property in a town called Armadale, um, which is in between Edinburgh and Glasgow. Um, And they went to court for it, but were cleared of all the charges. 
until the girl took them to civil court, where I believe they were deemed as, essentially, they were both deemed as rapists and ordered to pay, I want to say it was about £100,000. Oh, £100,000 damages, yeah, I've got this right here. And then, um, and then the teammate retired, um, but good when he kept on playing. He left Plymouth, where he was at the time, signed for Clyde in, in League Two, um, where there was an outrage at the time. But the fact that he's now gone on to sign for Wraith Rovers, who are, I want to say, one of the biggest clubs in Scotland. They're certainly the biggest club in Fife. Um, I've now been cancelled by Dunfermline fans. Um, that, that, I mean, it's it was uh, such an outrage that one of the main sponsors pulled out. The women's team has now gone completely independent from Wraith Rovers. Their captain quit, um, the women's captain, and they've just been condemned across all media. And what I find disgusting is the fact that the first statement that the board come out with about this was the fact, always oh, a proven goal scorer. And then they just, and that they still want to promote the fact that they're a family club, even though they have a literal rapist who was going to be playing for them. And the fact is as well, this makes me sick that it's come out like this, because all because um, there's a lot of little kids who watch football and they have their role models and they have their idols. And these days they'll look at they have, they would have had Mason Greenwood as an idol, someone who's come through the Manchester um, United youth system. They'll have Kurt Zimmer as an idol, was a very good defender for Chelsea, Everton, uh, when he was at West Ham. Um, David Goodwillie, probably um, in the past, kids have looked up to him as, as, a, as a good goal scorer, as an idol. And back to, um, again, back in the past as well, Mark Overmars, kids at the, at the time would have looked up to him as an idol. And now they'll look at these people and if they look at them as an idol maybe they'll think maybe that's how i should act and that is a problem in society as whole that maybe we shouldn't hold footballers up to this high role model um standing or is it the fact that we should be condemning them harder to make sure they aren't role models in the first place I feel like and I feel like Andy can touch better on the especially with the David Goodwillie situation, seeing as Andy, I know you've been to Starts Park before and you're also are from the Fife area. I mean, it's got so yeah, the the David Goodwillie thing is there's it's it's a two sided coin. So there obviously there was minor outrage at Clyde, but he'd already been at Plymouth before that, but obviously down in England. They'd released him eventually because not 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 because of his conviction as a rapist but just due to his off the field antics like not not only is he's, he's, he has a, a history i mean he's they, they call him a proven goal scorer but if you look at his record like his criminal convictions he's been done for assault three times he's raped someone he's robbed someone and you know 10 goals a season doesn't really erase that and wraith rovers market themselves as like the biggest community club in scotland you know their board's all board members are elected, the club's community run, the oldest women's team in Scotland. So, if any club were to not sign somebody like him, it would be Wraith Rovers. So, if they're that, they're, they're clearly desperate to escape the confines of the championship, and 
push out. But there's there's plenty of other players that they could have looked at, and the fact that the half the board resigned over it, you know, they said it's not like they they just said they just saw a name, saw goals, and signed him. They, they clearly had the discussion over it. They talked to its past, and they still decided it was a worthy decision. And obviously, David Gullywill is not someone who's ever really been a pro, a, like a promising young icon to other kids and stuff like Greenwood. But I mean, it's almost like football. I feel is the one sport where you can you seem to be able to keep your career after doing, you know, sort of deplorable things. And then, but then there's always the media lo- love to lame certain footballers as scum, you know, and others as angels who'll do no wrong. So, as Again, like you don't want to absolutely dogpile on and just cause, and label all footballers as oh, how many footballers has this happened to? Because obviously, it is a, there's a million registered footballers in the UK, right? So obviously, a small not point not point not point one percent of them are committing crimes and doing nasty things. So you can't label all footballers. However, you need to set examples, so I, I think the people who do it should probably have their careers just completely upended. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Like, if you do something that deplorable, you should not be in a position where you could be a role model. If you want to be back into society, whatever you want to be, um, back into society after, say, you've been convicted. Work in a shop. Do something that isn't going to make you an, a role model for kids who will watch you week, uh, weekend after weekend after weekend. Celebrate you scoring goals, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Not just that. It like with, with regards to Mark Overmars, right? Mark Overmars is already an idol in the eyes of not just the generation that watched him play, but even our generation, because people will go back and watch him play in a Netherlands team with so many other talented players. He was part of Arsenal Arsenal. during one of their best periods. I'm sure he was there at the Invincible season. Yeah, he was part of Ajax Champions League winning sides. He He was at Barcelona for a while as well. It's it's like Mark Overmars is probably one of the greatest midfielders in history or or wingers who played winger or midfield. Uh, I think it was left either left mid or left left winger. It just depended on what setup he was in. Yeah. Um, and now you're just like, mate, what what the fuck? <laughs> like, there's a man that like. Not even, not just like people growing up in the the the, the late nineties, early two thousands, watching football can remember. This is a man that's also on FIFA as an icon. So there's going to be little kids packing over Mars and like, oh, who's he? And then they do a Google search and they're like, oh wow, he was amazing. He's amazing. And now it's like, but you're a pervert, you know? It's like. Like, Andy's right. There's so much things you can do in football and just nothing happens with them. Like, I'll go back nearly six years now, like seven years to the Adam Johnson thing, right? 
where Adam Johnson got convicted of child sex offences, Thunderland still fucking played him when they had the police report. The police report is enough in any job other than football. You know, if you're working down Sainsbury's, working down Tesco's, and someone gets a police report, and the first thing it says is child sex offences, you're getting sacked. Yeah. Why... Why was he still allowed to play? Why is the words? Why is it with the words rape? Right, because rape isn't something that's like, you know, rape isn't just stealing a chocolate bar. Rape's like the, one of the worst crimes in the world because it doesn't just destroy someone at the time; it destroys someone probably for life. Mentally, yeah. And it can lead to it can lead to suicide. Um, yeah. And it's like we 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 all I think we're all guilty at sometimes where we're, we're like, oh, went and played Sunday League today, and, oh, absolutely raped this guy. Like, you can't make jokes like that, really. Yeah. Because it's a serious fucking crime. But it's like so there you've got Adam Johnson accused of raping a child and. Then the police report comes in, and it says child sex offences, and Sunderland are still playing them because it's just all about survival in the league at the time. If the, if Man United get the police report from Mason Greenwood, and it clearly states that he's raped his ex girlfriend, or anyone else for that matter, because this could spiral out, he needs to be sacked there and then. Yeah. It's like Benjamin Mendy is not. Sacked from Man City, he's just suspended. In the so same with eight count. In the same so with eight, sorry, yeah, eight count rape. In the same with um, Guilfrey Sigurdsson as well. He hasn't been officially suspended by Everton. Well, he's been suspended, but he hasn't had his um, contract cancelled. Um, that went really, really quiet though. And that has I gone don't know really how. I don't know how much truth there is in that. I heard that clearly that it might not be Sigurdsson. It could be Allen, um, the Brazilian midfielder. I'm not too sure. I'm sure, I'm sure something I, will come out know. soon enough. Um, but regards, going back to what you said, Mark Overmars is still on FIFA as an icon, but Mason Greenwood has now been removed. He's also been dropped by uh, Nike as a, as, a, as a sponsor. But even then, that doesn't seem like enough, even if, if, if the police report comes out and he has done what he's been accused of. Um, then... He should be, I want to say, cast away by society. Obviously, locked up as well. Um, but yeah, as you said, these people are still able to be role models, even when they've done. He says Kurt Zuma started tonight in West Ham playing uh, Watford, um, and they're still paid over the odds. Like they are paid thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds a week. And they're Actually, still doing these deplorable things, and they're still being accused of deplorable things. Mason Greenwood's still getting paid. Benjamin Mendy's still getting paid. Kurt Zuma's still getting paid. Adam Johnson was still getting paid until he was uh, released by Sunderland. I actually read something, and it like absolutely shocked me. The fact that you can have. In the Premier League, it's a rule that you can only suspend a player for two weeks. 
Yes, so yeah, I saw that. So now that Mason Greenwood has been released on bail, Man United can't keep suspending him. Yeah, because or they'll be suspending him on full pay. Because they'll be either dock his wage. Because they'll be suspending him for the same thing. You have to. You can only suspend them for different things. But if you keep on suspending him, you'll be suspending him for the same thing. And the Premier League doesn't allow that. Yeah. Which is also a point. I think that's the worst thing. It's like I think there should be a policy in place and across all the Scottish leagues and the English leagues where it's like Across any league really. Any league. Any league. If if your players under investigation by the police you should be able to indefinitely suspend them. Not just two weeks. Okay. Maybe if it's like, you know, drink driving or speeding or so like 'cause I think most most people in society with speeding you know they can look themselves in the eye someone everyone's sped at some point maybe not being caught but everyone has sped at some point in their life but it takes one twisted motherfucker to go and rape, try and rape someone and threaten to kill someone and I think the worst thing is is that audio recording the voice note for Mason Greenwood is everywhere so yeah. why have Man United not looked at that voice note? That voice note can't be edited because you'd be able to hear. Like, sound isn't something that's easy to edit. As someone who's sat and edited videos for projects at uni, I know that sound is one of the hardest things to edit. As well as, I wanted to add as well, is the fact that it was recorded in the first place means that Carrot knew that it was going to happen. And it's happened yeah. because it has happened before she has recorded it, and that is also one of the saddest things about this. We don't know how long it's um, gone on for. Yeah, did you hear the comments by um, Harriet's dad as well? Oh, he can that was disgusting off. as well. Uh, it's money. It's just money. Yeah, yeah. He's just obviously Mason's like bought him a nice watch or something. He comes at saying, "Oh, Mason would never do anything like that. Like it's your own bloody daughter he's assaulted." And it's part of the family. Like, oh, yeah, part of the family. Oh, I've, I've known him a long time. Oh, he's like my best bud because he bought me a fucking Hublot. Like, ah, it's... Uh, that that fucked me off. Mm-hmm. That fucked me off. As a father, you... Everyone protects their own, right? There's no part of any of us, if we had a daughter and found out that our boyfriend was doing that, that would not go out and... I'll put inverted commas around it, have a chat with them. Why would you go to the press and come out and say, oh no, Mason's a, a member of the family, he would never do something like this, when the evidence is out there. She's not done fucking Halloween makeup, mate. She's really... They, they ain't makeup on. It ain't tomato ketchup down her chin. It's blood. She's been punched by a man that you think is part of your family. Oh, no, we've got we've got other things to talk about. That's been quite a long time we've been talking yeah, it's, about. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, we had to talk about it in a way. I mean, we've we've done pods like this before where we've talked about um, a prominent behaviour by by football uh, football players or or people in football, and it's just going to keep continuing. But the more we talk about it, the more more people will, will, will know about it and try to 
get the people who are doing these things out of football, out of out of um, the public eye, and into a place where people can't can't um, can't learn from them, and and into a place where people can learn from them and, and do different, but in a place where you don't want younger kids picking up the, the wrong examples. Um, but we will now move on uh, to a slightly happier topic um, because last week uh, was transfer deadline day and the biggest move of deadline day was the loan signing from Juventus to Rangers of Alan Ramsey yes indeed and this is a player who's played games uh, a load of games for Arsenal um, and he was it um, wasn't going to be he hasn't played that much this season for Juventus but he he was offered out on loan um, I think he was offered to Burnley he rejected Burnley but he has uh, signed for Rangers which is not only a coup for Rangers but it's also a coup for the Scottish League as a whole yeah totally Um Obviously, we were sitting on the um, group chat when uh, when it was announced. So, like um, Andy, um, you weren't on that, but uh, Sam, you definitely heard the hypeness in my um, my voice. To be honest, um, to be fair, what a signing! I think a lot of people have said what a signing um, he could be. Um, obviously, he's he's proved himself in um, in the Premier League um, with Arsenal, of course. And obviously he's, he's done quite a fair bit as well in the, in the Wales national team as well. Um, but obviously he's not played uh, a lot of football I think since the last game was November. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's not played a lot of football because um, of the injury. Um, but if he's got a chance now to obviously work with a, a top-class medical um Team, obviously, I'm not 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 dissing any Juventus fans saying about their medical team. I'm sure they have a top class as well, um, but he'll get looked after a lot more because obviously um, Juventus have got obviously top class players, and obviously he'll slide down the radar a wee bit. Um, at Rangers, he'll be high profile, so he's got a good chance to work with a really um, proven squad, and he could slot in very well with him um, with Gio's uh, tactics. And obviously, once we get him fit. Uh, he, I'm going to be quite confident he, he'll probably be the best midfielder in the league 100% he made his debut at the weekend didn't he against yeah yeah, he came on yeah he came on uh, looked very promising obviously his, his, his 15 minutes he came on for so uh, you could hear the Ibrox crowd go quite wild so yeah he obviously he's got a lot to prove and I'm hopefully he will um, just need to give him obviously time to work with the medical staff and get him back up to full fitness and I'm sure when he gets back up to full fitness he'll be a fantastic player for Rangers and very key to a lot of people are saying obviously he's a key to, to winning the league um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so I wouldn't say so to be honest uh, one player doesn't determine the league for example um, you know it's obviously he can be part of a squad that wins the league um, but yeah you obviously you'll be a big, big, big help and obviously um I know some Celtic fans are, are shitting themselves. Um, obviously, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's very good. I, I just want to jump in, like as a non-old firm fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this. Um, like this season, not even like 
at the start of this season, before this kind of January transfer window, I probably would have said Rangers are going to run away with it again and win the 56th or second league title, depending on your views. Um, then Celtic signed four Japanese players and Rangers signed Aaron Ramsey. And the window's just wide open. Well, sorry. Sorry, signed three in the trans- the January window. Three in January, yeah. And Kyogo in the summer. But this is now, like, probably going to be one of the best finishes in, like, recent Scottish Premiership history. This is probably going to be one of the closest ones since Helicopter Sunday, I think. Yep. I'm really looking yeah. forward to actually watching to it. In fact, yeah, watching it, watching it. <laughs> in fact, I made the joke after the old firm saying this could be Helicopter Sunday 2, Staunch Boogaloo. I've always said, I've, I'm, I'm, I would probably class myself as quite a humble guy, to be honest. I never thought Rangers would win, win like run away with it again. It's never going to happen like that. Last season was a complete, an, uh, I wouldn't say a fluke, but it was, really. Um it's going to be close. Obviously, I'm going to say obviously we're in the league at the moment, but um, Celtic are on top with one point though, and a lot of people think um, that was the league over after that game. Um, nah, not at all. Um, it's one game again; doesn't determine the league. But uh, all I've got to say from that game is Celtic have um, got a well, definitely a stronger squad, and they look hungry for it. To be honest, but if we can can prove ourselves uh, like how we can play. Uh, then we'll win the league comfortably. Yeah, so um, Celtic brought in uh, Dyson Ma- uh, Maeda from Yokohama uh, Marinos, uh, Yosuke Idaguchi from Gamba Osaka, Ryo Hatate from Kawasaki Frontale, and Matt O'Reilly from MK Dons in January. And all of them sort of comp- uh, contributed to an excellent, excellent old firm derby with. Uh, well, obviously not for Rangers, but an excellent old firm derby. Oh, shit. That's an old firm derby to watch um, from a neutral perspective, which Celtic ran away with 3-0. Um, I'm sure both the Celtic fan and the Rangers fan will have something to say about this. Ding, ding, ding. Lord, Andy. Absolutely flawless. We rolled Rangers over. They didn't even get a sniff of it. And the absolute nonsense that... Do you, GBB's coming and saying, oh no, we we had him on the, ba- the back foot at 25 minutes. No, you didn't. You didn't even have a shot on target for the first half. You were rubbish. We were absolutely spanking you and the next old firm will do the same. Because we've just absolutely rolled over Motherwell again. Seven goals on the bounce now without conceding. It's it's going to be... The, the gap is going to widen and we're just going to walk away with it. And I'm not getting carried away with myself. Unless you change Andy, manager, um, unless, what happened? Unless you change manager overnight. All, all I'm going to say is uh, Gerard's first um, old firm. What happened? Uh, got steamrolled. And what happened after that? Won the league. Uh, no, he, he lost. Oh. He lost two more league titles first. <laughs> no, not the case. But I'm talking about when the season, the season before that, the last old firm game got pumped and then come into the season and won all I'm going to say right is it's one game it's the first game you beat us in what's almost 800 days mate just calm yourself Covid was just a beer last time you beat us 
Rangers so, can only play when there's no fans. So, in the so, so honestly, your arrogance, Andy, is really quite funny. To be honest, if you think that <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're gonna win the league after one whole front game, well, yeah, Rangers couldn't get worse than that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We, you just you steamrolled us, of course you did. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and disagree with that, but come on, Andy, one game, um, one game, and I'm, you think I'm, you think you're, like, you're, you're all confident? Like I'm actually like there's only there's more than one point in it. There is only one point in it. However. Uh, under said. We've got we've got players coming back from fitness. We've got a relatively comfortable yeah. looking European tie. Yes, and I'm just in the Europa League. I'm just away got It's easier. So good. <laughs> less, less stressful, less travel distance. Well, go on then. Go and win the conference league then. Win the conference league then. I'd love to. In fact, okay. um Although I'm not sure it gives us any automatic qualification for anything, though. So uh, Europa League. We still need to win the league. Europa League, oh, well. If we win the league, we get automatic qualification for the Champions League, so I'd rather get that. Yeah, so I, mean, I, think, I think, honestly, this is one of the... Obviously, basically, whoever wins the league is basically a £40 million. Pound. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. big one this year, definitely. So I think yeah. both teams, it'll be nice if they're hungry for it, you know? Like, next well, offer... I'm, I'm going to say, Andy, I'm going I'm to quote what you've just said. And you're going to steamroll as the next game, <laughs> write, yeah? Write it down. Right. Next old firm, there's definitely going to be a couple of red cards coming out. Like, Nah, I don't see that at all, to be honest, mate. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to... I was sort of summing up. Yeah, we were, we were shite, really. Uh, quite quite embarrassing, to be honest. Um, I don't understand why we sat off for about 25 yards from the first whistle. You could tell, literally, see from the first... Literally, the first kick of the game. Goldson... Like, wasn't even fucking looking at the ball when he got past it. It was just shite, honestly. You could tell from the first, obviously, before, um, what's his name? Hatati scored. Um, nah, mate, fucking hell. It's getting a fucking long day. Honestly, it could have been about six, to be honest. Um, anyway, move on. And then, uh, obviously, a really big response from us at the weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah, big, big win um, there against Haas. Was it 5 0? Yeah, five nil. Uh, easy, slapped. Um, that's more like it. That's all I'm gonna say. To be honest, uh, Morelos back. Um, all people say he's not. Oh, he's this. He's that. He's, he's so inconsistent. He's not a good striker. Blah blah blah. Whatever you say about him, um, you've got to admit he's he's a good striker on well, his day. Um, it's it's good to have him back. To be honest, um, we needed him in that old firm game, but also we needed every single player on that pitch to step up. All I'm gonna say is, oh, that old firm game. Going back to that. Um, Ryan Jack was the only player I got past marks for me, to be honest. And that's when he came on in the second half. He definitely changed the game up, shored up the midfield. Yeah, like I'd like to see game. him as a start. I'd like, I know, but I'd like to see him a regular starter for Rangers and certainly for Scotland as well. Come in for the the Ukraine playoffs. I'd love to see Ryan Jack in that squad. It was a shame he missed it in the Euros because I genuinely think he could have been an absolute menace against the English midfield yeah. in the Euros. So I'd love to see him. Get get fitness I'm back and come in for the the World Cup. Not comment on that. I'm not going to comment on the on the Euros, but yeah. Um, so a couple of moments ago, uh, Andy mentioned uh, the Conference League where Celtic will play Bordeaux Glimt, and that's where I'm going to bring it back to transfers because uh, Hibbs signed two players from Bordeaux Glimt, uh, Rona Hoiger and Elias Hoffmilkesen, in January, along along with uh, Chris Muller from Orlando, Dimitri Mith- uh, Mitchell from Blackpool. Uh, Sylvester Yas, uh, Yasbert from Fulham and Rocky Bashiri on loan from Norwich uh, but uh, the main news 
regarding Hibs transfers is the outgoing of Martin Boyle, who has joined uh, Falsi in uh, Saudi Arabia, which is a big loss for Hibs, is a big player for them, but also um, for the league as well. He was a very, very exciting player to watch, um, and it's sad to see him see him go. Yeah, he's a good player, Martin Boyle, I've got to admit that myself. Um, we'd like to see him at Rangers, but... Um... I think the market's good, but um, the interesting thing about that transfer is obviously there's a buyback clause, I think, and I'm not saying anything about um, Eastern uh, Middle Eastern football, um, but there's a lot of players that have gone over there for big, big money on big, big wages who have not actually been paid, and I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see Martin Boyle back in the Premiership again, to be honest, in the coming future. That's a good chair. Um, and with regards to Hibs, um, since he left, it's been a bit hit and miss. Uh, Hibs haven't won since uh, their Scottish Cup game over Cove Rangers. They haven't won in the league since Boxing Day. No, um, yeah. uh, no draw with Hearts uh, during last week, which was a that was that was a terrible game. I had. I watched that absolute terrible derby. I, th- I think it was one of those derbies which was. Tense. If you if you're um, if you're intrigued in it as a Hibs fan, I am. As someone as a Hearts fan would would be um, into it as well. But if if you're just watching the neutral, it's probably uh, uh, that was terrible. A terrible game to watch. Yeah. Um, but so I'd say some good performances from uh, Ryan Porteous, uh, Kevin Dabrowski in goal as well, making his his senior debut and. Yeah, it seems like a good improvement. But then at the weekend, I went all lost to St Mirren. Uh, and up next are the Champions Rangers uh, tomorrow, in fact. Um, so it looks like it could be could be tough times coming up um, for Hibs. Uh, but we'll move on. I think we haven't got Marcus here to do any any rants, so uh, we'll move on now um, to to Motherwell, uh, St Louis. Um, how, how have they, they been uh, over the past few months or so? Have they looked good? Um, so a lot of outgoing transfers. Um, obviously the biggest one being in the January transfer window, Tony Watt moving to Dundee United. Um, it was sign. originally supposed to be a pre-contract. Yeah, but he's made it, he made it permanent, didn't he? Uh, uh, it was a Signed permanently in January rather than the pre-contract for the summer, yeah. And I feel like I feel like Andy. Did you just say it's a sideways move? Uh, did, uh, sideways in a sense, yeah. I mean, he's going from one mid-table club to another, but almost yeah. to the the pain of Motherwell fans. Like, I understand sideways moves uh, if you're moving sideways to a more ambitious team or a team who maybe work to your play style more, but. For all we know, he could suddenly go from being SPFL top scorer with Motherwell and then not score again at Dundee United. I mean, it's it's a very, very, very... It's possibly the most sideways move you could make. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think it's an absolute terrible move, to be honest. I think, like, honestly... From um, Dundee United's perspective, I see why the move was done. You know, get one yeah, over on Motherwell yeah, and take yeah. their top scorer. But from a Motherwell perspective, letting him leave is an absolute awful move. Like, yeah, from, from from Dundee United, yeah, it's, it's a really good move. Uh, obviously, Motherwell, I would say it's a really shit move, to be honest. The only, the only reason why I see him 
leaving is money wise, but again, I don't think Dundee United have got much money. They haven't got much money. I would say more money than I don't say I don't know finances and stuff like that, but well they'll be in the premiership much longer and then obviously when we do well in Europe and Celtic do well in Europe, the whole league gets money. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. Obviously it was a pre contract, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was a pre-contract that was meant to, only, uh, meant to sign in the summer, um, but Dundee United made it permanent in January, yeah, so he's moving that, there that's, early. That's a weird move. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a strange move, but I, I, I would probably like to see Tony Watts still in Motherwell, but he was flying, wasn't he, that, Lewis? He was absolutely flying for us. Um, and now we're kind of left in a position where... There's just really no one can score for us. Um, we had a, a stalemate with Hibs. Um, obviously, we managed to beat Greenock Martin, but that went to the death. And I mean, mm-hmm. it was a Liam Donnelly screamer in their 120th minute of extra time. Um, although it was funny to kind of watch Dougie Emery walk past a bunch of Motherwell Ultras. Um, just like old times, it was like watching Hamilton Ackies again. But I'm just I'm not impressed just now with Motherwell. Um, Graham Alexander, um, we signed a a boy from from Belgium, and he looks incredible. This American striker whose name evades me, but I will remember it. Um, it will come to me. And he, like, I've watched videos of him on YouTube, right? So he's absolutely flying. Um, He's called Joe Efford, and he came from uh, Vastland Beveren in the Belgian Pro League. He is rapid. He actually gets nicknamed Speedy Gonzalez, right? That is genuinely, like, his nickname. He's that quick. But he doesn't play. He's still not started yet. I don't know if it's a fitness thing. I don't know why this man's not playing because watching him play for um, his previous club, he is on fire. And we're still playing Kevin Van Veen. And, like, Kevin Van Veen's kind of turned into, like, a cult hero at Motherwell already. It's kind of like John Sutton and Michael Higdon and, like, Stevie Hamill, he's kind of turned into one of the players where it's like they wouldn't go to any other club, but Motherwell, like Motherwell fans, love him. It's like Louis Moult until he moved to Preston, he was a cult hero at Motherwell. Yeah, and I'm just going to come out and say it: if he's no scoring goals, he's just bundling players over. Um, I actually seen quite a funny post by a, a Motherwell fan on Facebook that was basically. I'm pretty sure that Kevin Van Veen would stick the heat in his own grandmother. Um, <laughs> and it's probably true. I, I just, I don't know what's going on. And I'm, I'm quite, to be brutally honest, I'm quite pissed. Um, I'm pissed off because we've signed a striker and we're not playing him. We've now drew with St Mirren, drew with Hibs, and both of those games should have been winnable for Motherwell. The Celtic game, I fully agree with the comments made by Liam Kelly um, after that game, that there was no way we were going to go out and beat Celtic or draw with Celtic, because Celtic are just on top form just now. 
you can't stop Celtic. Um, but uh, we are absolutely fucked for Sunday. We're we're gonna get done over by Rangers about four or five now as well. Um, sorry, not Sunday. The next time we play Rangers, which is two weeks on Sunday. <laughs> Um, I'm really, really nervous for this Saturday. I'm really nervous for the Scottish Cup. I've never been this nervous for a cup tie against got. Aberdeen. Ever. Oh. In in the league, um, let's hit you with some stats. Motherwell ranked 10th in the league for shots on target per match, 3.5. Compared to that of Celtic, 7.2. Rangers, 6.8. Um, yeah. So... Even even Aberdeen four point five a third in the league. So someone like Motherwell to be so far down on those kind of rankings, um, in terms of not getting shots away, shows that they need a striker surely, and they have one just sitting on the bench, gathering dust like a Scottish He's gathering dust. This guy looks amazing. He does. He looks absolutely phenomenal from the videos I've seen on YouTube of him in the Belgian leagues. And he's just sitting on this bench because we rely on Van Veen. Van Veen can score, but he needs service, and that's what Tony Watt gave him. Yeah. Tony Watt gives him the service, or Kane Willery can give him the service. There's no one around him just now that can give him service. Tony Watt, right? Tony Watt is a bagsman, but also can get involved in an attacking setup. That's proven at Dundee United. He hasn't scored yet for Dundee United, but he's been involved in a lot of their attacking setups, and he scored a lot for Motherwell. He was he became the league's top goal scorer for fuck, for fuck's sake, but he was also serv- giving Van Veen service, which was getting him the goals. I feel like Van Veen is like it's like an Alan Shearer, you know, like is a goal poacher. He doesn't make the moves, he just likes to stand near the box and put his foot through it when he gets a bit of open space in front of goal and try and bury it. And that's good to have if you've got the service around him. And we don't have this, we just don't have the service. Um, we'll probably come on to predictions later, but you'll, you'll probably you'll probably hear it in my voice just now. I've, I've never been so unconfident as a Motherwell fan yeah. um, before. It's just... It's a worrying time when you're not even playing a striker. You have the least amount of shots in target, almost, in the league. And you are the team that gives away the most fouls. So it's a very physical team. And you're like, well, we're a very physical team with a big, strong striker up front. Fuck me, Graham Alexander's Craig Levine. Like... It is a fate worse than death. And I don't think he's as bad as Craig Levine, right? I mean, that's... I think that's physically fucking impossible, but... The style of football we're playing just now, we've went from playing really, really attractive football, which got us fourth. It's really questionable whether we hang on to fourth now. Yeah. I think we'll do it, but it's yeah. going to be a fucking uphill battle. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop ranting because I feel like I've ranted more than Kyle did about the old farm. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really rant, mate, to be honest. I'm quite, no, quite Kyle, Kyle was, fairly, he was fairly tame. Yeah. Surprisingly. No. 
It's I know, I've, I've, re- I've replaced the Marcus Hibbs meltdown with a Motherwell meltdown. I would, love, I, I would love to... Sorry, Marcus, if you are listening to this, but I would love to see a Marcus meltdown tomorrow. So I'm saying. <sighs> I pick the big games this weekend. Oh, I see, we're, we're off up to Aberdeen. Oh, don't spoil it with your predictions. We've got predictions coming later. Um... Are you off? You're off to up to Aberdeen this weekend. Well, Seligar. Are you? Yeah. You sure? Because we're playing them in the cup, so it's a bit of a double. Yeah, maybe. It's a, it's a double booking, I think. Yeah, we're playing tomorrow against Aberdeen. <laughs> That's yeah, not the weekend. It's not the weekend. What day of the yeah. weekend? Are we on? Tuesday. Tomorrow. Yeah, so I, what, what, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> What's happened is. Turns out that Celtic are playing the Aberdeen Reserves in the Scottish Cup, and uh, we've got the big team. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> we'll get back to the predictions later on, but first, Lewis, you've made a quiz, haven't you? I have indeed, yes. Oh, no. Here, here, the quizzes are back. Um, the quizzes are Ish back. <laughs> the quizzes are back. Looking forward to getting this back in. Who's going to claim the Mars bar this year, boys? Here we Fucking go. me. I scrammed them all last time. <laughs> Courtesy of my two-hour window on Amazon. That was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Right, so we've got a mix of everything in here. Obviously, I've had a lot to talk about with the transfer window, uh, the Scottish Cup coming back this week, and just a couple of bit of, a bit of football history in there as well. Got two players at the end that you're going to need to try and guess who have signed for Scottish clubs in the past. Um, should favour, should probably favour Sam the most, given his experience of basically being the encyclopedia of transfers and players and <laughs> people you've never heard of. Um, well, that, just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know, like Anne but on the false nineties, just comes out of a player nowhere you've never heard of and then you actually go and Google them and they're like absolutely incredible. Anyway. Just, just, just next time just come in with a dodgy Australian accent. Good <laughs> <Can> I mate? <laughs> hey, anyway. Yeah, right. Know, mate. So, the first the first question uh, of, of this week is um, obviously Scottish Cup's coming back this weekend boys. It is mm-hmm. the fifth round of the Scottish Cup but which of these four teams has won the trophy more times? Uh, there's a bonus point up for grabs if you know how many times they've won it. Is it Vale of Leven, Ferd Lanark, Hearts, or Queen's Park? Wait, name them again. Vale, Leven, Ferd Lanark, Hearts, or Queen's Park? I think yeah. Vale of Leven have won the cup more, and I think Third Lanark, those teams have actually won the league the most. I, I want to say Vale of Leven, and I want to say yeah. four. It's not Vale of Leven. Oh, okay. Queen's Park have done it six times or something ridiculous. Let's go for Right. That. Andy has got in. Queen's Park. Seven times. Andy has got Queen's Park. I'm doing it in order. Um, I'm, I'm only doing it so it's like a point for the team and then a point for how many cups that team has won. Where's right. Marcus Hearts. just naming every Hearts. number under the sun? Lewis, Hearts have won it eight times, I think. So Hearts have won it eight times. Oh, so Queen's Park, Queen's Park have won it, won it nine. Ten. Queen's Park have won it ten. So yes! 
Uh, he's want to take a punt with Ferd Lanark and Vale of Leaven. Vale of Leaven. Lanark have, have no cups. Vale of Leaven, three. Three, yeah. Yeah, Kyle's just got it with three. Yeah, yeah. And Ferd Lanark. One or two? Yeah. Two. Two. I know Third Lanark have three league titles under their belt, but I didn't know they had any cups. So Queen's Park have ten, one all back in the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties, with the exception of I wanna say the eighty eight season or the eighty nine season. Um God knows it's like that far back where Third Lanark won it, I'm sure. Um, Ferd Lanark's won it twice. Hearts have obviously won it eight times. Um, could potentially be nine this season. They seem very confident about that. And uh, Vale of Leaven have won it three times. And my next question. Dutch midfielder Donny van de Beek moved to Everton on loan from Man United in order to try and get some more game time and to stop warming the Old Trafford bench. How many appearances had he made for Man United before moving to Everton? Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, um, appearances. Um, 17 um, appearances. Is this starts or appearances? Appearances. Appearances. Um, 17. No. Oh, about 8. 12. No. Are we, hi- are we too high or are we too low? Are we just about there? You're too low. He actually has made more appearances than you think. 21. 15. Nope. 30. Nope. Is that too high? Uh, 27? <laughs> and he's just had it bang on. Oh, fucking hell. Hey. Sam, I just went just below Sam. 27, um, 27 appearances for Man United. Okay, next one. Um, the Old Farm Derby took place last week. But how many people attended the Scottish Cup final in 1969 <laughs> in the two clubs? Okay, it is the highest attended game in Scottish football history before the game between Celtic and and it's completely skipped my mind. It was the European Cup game, wasn't it? The European Cup game for Celtic, Celtic. against I wanna say Milan. The semi final, wasn't it, when before yeah. Yeah, wouldn't it wouldn't have been Milan then. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, it was, sure final. it was a European Cup final. Uh, semi semi final. No, no, you mean, you mean the, yeah, the European Cup final? Uh, that was the 69 70 final between. No, the semi final between. Was it Celtic and Leeds? Or something? Oh, was it Leeds? Yeah, that's it, yeah. What is the actual question that you're asking? The highest attended. How many Old Farm Cup final, Scottish Cup final in 1969? Uh, 118,000. 131,000. Kyle, you want to take a shot? I'll just get whoever's closest. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, it was, it was like, it was definitely 130s. I could say like 132. I'm going to give Kyle it because he's only 870 off. Oh, not bad. Ooh, okay. I'll do that. Okay. So, the most attended game in Scottish League. Okay, so Scottish League or Cup. Um, oh, yeah. in Scottish football is the Celtic Leeds European Cup. But 
um, 132,870 people were at Hampden Park in 1969 for the Celtic Rangers Cup final. Damn. Now, can you imagine that many people going to a final this time? They'd be out. No chance. Pandemonium. <laughs> exactly. There will, be, there will be deaths. That's all. <laughs> It's mad to think, though, that like 132,000 people used to be able to get into Hamden, and now it's oh. like 50. Yeah, that's because you're yeah, 60 yeah. metres away from the pitch at Hamden. And also, as well, like, back then, you could have just like stood side by side all the way around. You packed him like cattle, but now it's seats. Yeah. And yeah. you could kiss the players, almost. I suppose it's been all changed, though. Like, you know, it'll be we like Obviously, the unfortunate things that have happened in football post-1969 with regards to stadium disasters, I suppose that's why capacity has to be what it is now. Yeah. Um, anyway, Sean Maloney uh, was unveiled as the new Hibs manager following the sacking of Mr. Let's Concede One Goal, then do fuck all, Jack Ross. <laughs> <laughs> How many appearances did he make for Celtic in his career? Over Seth two spells. No. No, Sean, Sean Maloney. Maloney. Sean Maloney. Jack Ross made Robert. zero appearances for Celtic, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that many, was it? Andy? Oh, it's, it's definitely somewhere between 100 and 200. I'm just going to say like 158 or something like that. Yeah. Fucking hell, Andy. <laughs> Wait, did I hit it? it? He just has that thing off. Oh, fuck off, come on! A hundred for us over three seasons, and then he came back and did two seasons and played about 50. So I just jumped. I'm not kidding. Um, This is according to Transfer Market. Um, He's made 158 appearances for Celtic in his career. Oh, easy peasy. He was. Uh, I saw him score a free kick against Hibs uh, in the 08 season. 08, 09. Um, saw him score a free kick against Hibs. Uh, and that was his uh, first game back. Uh, his first goal back when he came back to Celtic, I think. Because he was at Everton, wasn't he? For a while? Uh, like Aston Villa. No, it was Aston, Aston Villa. Villa. Yeah. Spent, spent two seasons at Aston Villa and then went off to Wigan to work under Martin. Wigan, that's it, yeah. Yeah, now, that's his, now Roberto Martin is his new best friend. But yeah, it was in that that green uh, the green diamond kit with the uh, the tenants on the front. Classic, it's a classic one. Absolutely classic. Can't even deny that. This is right. back before, kind of good days before fucking betting sponsors. Right. Um, the next one. You struggling to find it? No, no, no. I'm just. Ready to write it. Here we go. Write it, read it. Jesus. Right. Jaden Sancho was famously dubbed 007 by the German media following his poor performances in the Premier League for Man United after moving from Borussia Dortmund. How many Premier League goals has he scored since that report? What? One. (laughs) One. Yeah, because the 007, it referred to zero goals, zero assists. Seven games. Seven games, seven yeah. Games. And now he's played, what, 15, 16 games? He's only got one goal. Really? Something only one? Like that, yeah. That's awful. It was it was in that Chelsea game, wasn't it, where Jorginho slipped and then Sancho ran in and finished it off. 
God, is the Stamford Bridge Park just like soaking wet all the time or something? People are always slipping against Chelsea. <laughs> Laugh about that now. <laughs> Gerard Smith. <laughs> um, right. What former Scottish Premiership manager has won the most Scottish Premiership titles? Math. Uh, is that a tie? Is that a trick question? It is not. Jock Stein? Yeah, I was going to say Big Jock. It's not Big Jock. Uh, Walt Smith? No, it won't be Walt. It's no Walter. New London? Sam, are you high? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No. It could be. It's where it's, I was thinking it could have been one of those random answers where it's just something you completely just don't expect. Is it Scott think, Simon? It's probably a Rangers. Statistically, it's, it's probably going to be Rangers because they've had more managers. Unless it's Billy McNeil is the only other person I can think. It's not Billy McNeil. Who did you say, Kyle? Sorry. Scott Simon? No. Uh, it's got to be a draw, surely. It's not a draw. What about Jimmy McGrory? Nope. Walter Smith won six. Jock Steen's won six, I think. I'm sure Scott Skyman's won, like, five. Is this... Is it an old firm manager? It is an old firm manager. It's got to be, yeah. And one of the clubs sing about him in one of their songs. Bill Struth. That's that's anybody. (laughs) There you go, Kyle. Bill Struth. Bill Struth's won two titles of Rangers. Yeah, but in terms of Premiership League, uh, Scottish League Championships, he's won a lot more. He's won one in 1946-47 season, and then the 1948-49, I think. Look, this question's going to have to get updated in a couple of years, and the answer is Ange Postacoglu. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't want any. I, I don't think he's going to beat Bill Struff, honestly. This is madness. Are you, no, are you, sh- are you sure? Did he win some not with Rangers? Did he win some not with Rangers? No, they're all, they are all with Rangers. Because he, he was what? manager of Rangers for like 34 years. Alright. It's mad how long he was Rangers manager. He was Rangers manager from 1920 until 1954. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Bonus point. How many do you think he won? Uh, 18. Andy, can you stop hitting my numbers? Bang on, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Because they went on an absolute rampage in that in in, pre, in, in between the wars. Didn't Wait, are you ready? Twenty twenty one, 34-35-36-37-38-39-40-6-47-38-49-49-50-52-53-18-league-titles-of-Rangers-as-manager. <laughs> Right. Now, the last... I feel like Willie Maley has, like, 
quite a lot of leagues as well because he was manager from 1897. He was Celtic's first ever manager, 18 like 1897 January 94. I feel like he has like a good amount as well. Has he managed like 2,000 games? He must be somewhere like if they had 18 in that time in the same period. We were well behind actually, so maybe only about 10. So that's what Jogstein. Jogstein 10. That's why he was my guess. Right, boys. Your last three questions relate to foreign imports into the Scottish leagues. So, your first one is, which Slovakian central attacking midfielder signed for Celtic from MSV Duisburg in 1998 for £200,000, scoring in Celtic's 3-0 defeat over Rangers in April 2001. Oh. First name, but I can't We have so name. many Eastern European players. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I know who it is. Who but do you think I it is? I can't say his surname. <laughs> I can't fucking pronounce it. Is it's Lubo or yeah. like Lumormir or something like that? Oh, fuck, is he Czech? He's Slovakian. Hey, Lubo Moravsic? Yeah. Moravsic. Is, is it Moravsic? Lubo Moravsic. I can never. I don't. I thought he was Czech. Uh, Lubomir Moravcic, I think, is yeah. how you say it. Um, yeah. Lubomir Moravcic. Yeah. Lubomir Morav- Morav- it's anyway. Moravcic. Lubo, yeah. Moravcic. I, I thought he was Czech for the longest yeah. time. Well, it's so, from Czechoslovakia, so it's like... Yeah. yeah. The Slovakian threw me off. I was trying to think. Like The only Slovakian I've ever thought was the Celtic was Venglos as manager. So, um... He was signed from Duisburg in 1998. Um... By Josef Venglos. Ah, oh, there you go. See, and um, fun fact for you, Pavel ne- uh, Pavel Nedved, the left mid, the Czech left midfielder, famously idolised him as well. Um, Andy, I'm, I'm pretty sure he played in the was it the Kennedy testimonial match. Yeah, in 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Played over 100 games for Celtic. Anyway, your next one. Which Spanish CDM signed for Motherwell in July 2001, only making 16 appearances for the club before being released after they entered administration? <laughs> How are we going to know? When did he sign? <laughs> July 2001. Jesus Christ. Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It must be someone that is relatively famous, otherwise he wouldn't ask this question, right? Like, he must have gone on to greater things. Or had already done greater things kind of thing. Ah, oh, wait. Nah. Gone for me. Who did he most recently play for? Who did he most recently play for? You know what? You know who had a stint in Scotland? Oh, no. Did he ever play, though? Oh, I feel like he played. Is it Roberto Martinez? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You've got it. Yeah, it's Roberto Martinez. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he stint with St. Mirren or someone like that. I wasn't sure if it was Motherwell. It's it. It was Motherwell he played with. Um, so did he not play Roberto, for like his... Roberto Martinez? Trying to. His last team was Chester. Chester. Yeah, it was at Wigan for this, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it not Wigan before he went to Motherwell? Yeah. Yeah, because he was... 
actually decent <laughs> he, loves, he loves Wigan a bit too much. <laughs> Someone needs to get him away from that club. He was. Um, so he was signed by Motherwell. Ah, she is. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then... Uh, released when we went into administration, so Andy has that point. Obviously, now better known as being the Belgian manager. manager. Ah. Right. There's so Your many last... players that have bizarre stints in Scotland. Like it's unbelievable. I'm guessing that's going to be the next Your question. Last one. Let's I'll see how this one goes. Play for be fun. I'm hoping that you know this one. Who? Who you defend to? I'm really hoping you know this one now. This man first moved to Hearts on loan mm-hmm. and had a second spell with the club on a free um, and also played for Dundee United. He is a Czech attacking Rudy Skatchel. <laughs> Rudy Skatchel. Is it? Yeah. It's Rudy Skatchel. Come on, the least let me finish. Was the end of the I'm question going to be scored in the 5-1? Uh, no, it was going to be if you take him out the other teams that he's not like he's pretty much like the team wouldn't have won the Scottish Cups without him in 2006 and 2012 yeah, however probably Hearts fans sing about him all the time grossly shall we talk up the points then Let's not, because I think I've done shit. <laughs> I was on uh, I was so on form. I was on quiz today. Kyle's on four. Sam, you're on three, and Andy's ran away with six because he hit all my figures bang on. <laughs> I'm in your head, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was, it was absolutely mad. Anyway, he's like only good for an import. What did I get? Sorry. Four points, mate. Was that last? No, I wasn't. Sam, sorry. Sam was. Alright, that's fine. I'll take that. Um, the encyclopedia. The mad thing is, if Kyle had jumped on Rudy Scatchel, we'd have to have a tiebreaker. Ooh. What was the tiebreaker? Oh, should I leave it for next time? Um, <laughs> something we should leave for next time is the predictions. Uh, we start with uh, a round of... Uh, league football uh, starting tomorrow, in fact, and we'll start with Aberdeen versus Celtic. Um, I'll I'll start. Uh, there we go. Real in Aberdeen's own backyard, they seem to love just rolling over for us and then giving Rangers an absolute tough game. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it'll be, I think we'll play like a nice like. Don't want to risk any injuries. We'll play sort of a softer side, a slower side. So I'm thinking it's only going to be one nil, honestly. Well, I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two. I think uh, yeah, yeah comfortable win. Like I think, well, I think we'll comfortably beat them, but I think our, our goal, like, we'll bloody bring no, on Mickey Johnson or someone. Two nil, two nil, obviously. I think Mickey Johnson will come on and just mess about eight open goal scoring opportunities. Mickey Johnson, who? Exactly. <laughs> He's a young Celtic guy. Oh, him. Oh, right. I'm going to go 3 0 to Celtic. 
I'd love to see them drop points, though. But anyway, don't think they will. Lewis? don't think they'll drop points, um, but I have to agree with Andy, also conscious of the fact that they've got Scott Brown in their team, who does have a relatively good understanding of Celtic. Obviously, the players have changed since he left, but I'm sure he could get his squad up for it. Given the fact he's playing against his no. former club, Scott, Scott Graham would lie down. There. <laughs> nah, he'd, he'd be like, "This is what you could have been having, baby. You could have had me if you'd actually paid me to be a coach instead." Moving on, um, I'm going to say one 0 Celtic, and agree with Andy. One 0 yeah. Nice. Uh, we've got Dundee United against Motherwell, the battle of Tony Watt, oh. the Tony Watt derby. The Tony Watt derby. <laughs> I'll pick this one off. I, I, I think, as well. I'll kick off. I think it'll be quite boring. Uh, I'm going to say one each. One. Yeah, it's got one of them one, of them one each draws written all over I, it. I think it's got a Tony Watt late winner written on it. So I'm going for another one nil just to compound Motherwell's misery. Sorry, Lewis. That's exactly what I was going to say as well. I think it's going to be Tony Watt one nil. <laughs> uh, I feel like. He's not scored yet, and it's going to be like pure shit housery. He's got an assist. But he though, scores his first goal for Dundee United against Motherwell. That would hurt. Yeah. It depends if we play. Um, depends if we play our new signing or not. I, I really think it does. Um, if he doesn't start, one 0 Dundee United. But Ross Tierney might play. So and he's been. Quite an interesting we signing. So for that reason, I'm going to go one-one, a one-one draw. I think. Yes, join me, join the club. Tony, Tony, what to score first? But we'll do what we always do and get a goal at the death of the game. Or Motherwell or Dundee United own goal. Thomas Mugabe to play at striker again. That that was fun. And then we've got uh, Hearts against uh, Dundee FC. Yeah. 6-0 Dundee United Be- Beastie FC <laughs> <laughs> Nah yeah. do you know what It's no came out yet And I oh, think no. it actually could be a good prediction <laughs> Here we go 5-1 Hearts Oh I think you say 5 each <laughs> Yeah what happened to the 5 hole? Oh no I'm not saying 5 all for that I'm going to say 5-1 Hearts Like Hearts could fuck over Dundee United 5-1 yeah. Off, off the 5 0 humping by Rangers, do you think they'll bounce back that quick? No, I think it'll take a couple of games to bounce back. I think, right, put this put this on, put this on the, the predictions as well, right? I predict it will be 2 1 hearts with Robbie Nielsen to get booked. <laughs> Sent to the stands. He, he loves a good booking. <laughs> He's the most booked manager, or the only booked manager in the Premiership. That would make sense. No, Graham yeah. Alexander's been sent to the stands a good few times this season yeah. as well. Steven Robinson, when he was the Motherwell manager, used to get sent to the stands oh, every, yeah, every other game. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not kidding you now, you know that Motherwell genuinely have earpieces ready just in case Graham Alexander gets sent to the stands. Why is it with Motherwell and having, um, ha- and having managers kept to the stands all the time? You've got Graham Alexander, you've got... Mark McGee. Mark McGee, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Get that, dear fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, think, I think Hearts will bounce back. I don't think they'll bounce back strong, so I'm going to go with probably a, just a solid 2-0. Yeah. 
and Andy. Uh, list. I, I think I think yeah, I think it's uh, I think two nil hearts. Actually, no, two one. I don't think I don't think they're they're shored up at the back enough. And they're so absolute XG hearts, absolute XG merchants. Talking about uh, XG merchants, but on the other side. The club that has the most XG but the least actual goals, it's Hibs, and they travel to Ibrox to face Rangers. I would say this one last. <laughs> I'm not feeling good about this. I'm thinking like it's going to be probably like three 0 something horrible like that. Unfortunately, problem with Hibs is he always try to walk it in. <laughs> <laughs> what was Maloney thinking, bringing? Uh, Gogic on that early. Is it Samoan now? Is it Gogic left? Oh. Yeah, it's Samoan yeah, alone. But, but that's his job. That's his job. Um, no, I think uh, I think three one Rangers with uh, Port Port just to get booked in the first half or sent off. <laughs> like he's getting a card or or, or a penalty or concede a penalty. <laughs> yeah, or concede a penalty. All three. <laughs> Yeah, or all three. three yeah, exactly. yeah. Yellow, red, and a pen. Wouldn't put it past that. Poor, that, that Ryan Port just to pull a knife on Giovanni Van Bronco <laughs> or something like Still can't say uh, his name right, Lewis. Uh, it's not going to come out at this point. I feel like it's like my speech impediment thing. I just can't say the Rangers manager's name. Hey, Gio. GVB. GVB. Alright, I'm going to say 4 0. Yeah, comfortable. And this. Comfortable, comfortable win for Rangers. Hibs are all right in defence, but I think Ryan Portress is just too hot-headed and he will get booked or sent off or concede a penalty. Um, and obviously Rangers will get that penalty at some point in the game anyway, yes. so... <laughs> wait, I'm, wait, I'm two, waiting for the tweet. 2-0 no Rangers, 2-0 no Rangers. 2-0, no. okay. Waiting for the tweet. <laughs> penalty to Rangers! Uh, and we've got Ross County against Livingston. No. Ooh. Is Ooh. it a mac and cheese now? No, it's at the... the pot. Yeah. They're yeah. <laughs> not mac and cheese. Um, that one away way up the road. Um, Spaghetti hard. Levy 3-2. I'm going for a wee 3-2. Spicy 3-2. Yeah. Um, right. The fact is that County have the top score in the league at the moment. Oh, I forgot yeah. With, yeah, uh, exactly. Charles Cook, so um, I'm going to go with counting. I'm going to go probably county two one. Martin Dale Bastard class. I'm expecting up at Dingwall. I'm um, I'm willing to break out the five five card here. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> this game, I was going to say, this game has goals written all over it. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, See if this does come out to be a high five, by the way. I'll give you a Mars bar myself. County, <laughs> county seem to county seem to just keep scoring, but at the same time, they still concede more goals than they score every game. <laughs> like they've got a goal difference of about minus seven or eight, right? But they've scored; they're the second top scores, third top scores in the league. They're well above Hearts and Hibs and Dundee United and Motherwell and Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they, goals more than all of them. So they're, they're still. They're on minus six goal difference, but they've scored 37 goals, which is third in the league behind the old firm teams. That's literally That's two goals a game, because uh, they're on two, two, two goals a game, or 1.9999 Yeah, they've, they've played 25 games, scored 37 goals. That's unbelievable. Yeah. 
because I know I know Rangers on two point one a game, so like that's f- so like fairly close. But then they just can't defend, and I think Levy aren't too bad for scoring goals either. So I genuinely think I think it's going to be like four three, Ross County. Four three to County. A dingwall like. Dingwall dinger. Yeah. That's the it's next pod tile sorted if it's uh, if it happens. Um, and then we've got the Battle of the Saints. Uh, so moving against St Johnston. I think we're going to see the Battle of the Somme. Too <laughs> <laughs> uh, evenly. Well, I don't know what's St Johnston recently, but quite an even game this one on paper for me. Oh, uh, fancy to none. To be honest, um, one nil, one nil, something. I feel like this game has, as the last game had goals written all over it. I think this game has a nil nil written all over it. Yeah, I was debating about nil nil, one nil. To be honest, such an even game, you can't even predict who's going to go. Uh, and I was... think St Mirren, St Mirren have been in better form as of late. St Johnson are in rotten form. So honestly, I think no, I think I think a sequence St Mirren's way fairly comfortably, like two 0 Two 0 two. And that's a realist prediction, that one. Yeah. The Paisley boys and for Lewis. One one each. Yeah. One yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the cup, uh, the weekend, uh, we've got Hearts versus Livingston. God's sake! That's got that's got a one 0 hearts written all over it. Is it tiny or is it? A, it's the... a tiny. Yeah. I'm going to spice this one up. I think Levy will knock out Hearts. Ooh! Yeah. Cup upset. Yes, and I'm going to say cup set. two one. Two one to cup Levy. Set. Yes, two one Levy. I feel like this has got. Mm, I think it's going to be a, a Robbie Nelson. I don't want to see masterclass because he's yeah. He, do, he, he doesn't really do masterclass. <laughs> it's going to be a Robbie Nelson esque game, and it's going to be a one 0 win for Hearts. I think the, the most boring game you ever watched, and it's going to end one 0 And get sent off. <laughs> get sent off at the end anyway. <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, I I I think Hearts will shit house their way through. Mm, actually, no, no, you know what? I think I think Levy have. I think Hearts will still be a bit dilapidated. Uh, so honestly, I think he, uh, Levy probably take them. There's no, we don't do replays three. Go straight to extra time and pens because I remember in the previous <laughs> yeah. round I was at the Cove. I was at the Cove head game. Went to extra time. So yeah. I think uh, I think it goes on pens, and I think Levy went on pens. So Levy on pens after. A tr- what draw? Uh, one all draw. And Lewis? Um, I feel like everyone's everyone else is going Levy, but I just can't see Levy pushing past Hearts. Um, but it does have like one of those like really boring games of football written all over it. So I'm going to say like one nil heart, but it's going to come really late in the game. Hundred twenty first minute. Nah, I don't think it's going to go to extra time, but I feel like the goal's going to come like the 88th, 89th minute. Uh, it's going to be like really late on. 
Uh, next up, we've got Mugabel and Aberdeen. In production, I'll go, I'll go last for this one, boys. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, 2 0 Aberdeen. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go for the same, actually. Give you one of those games. Well, 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 lads, I, I'd like you to. I'd like you to um, say thanks for me um, putting the Vaseline on my arsehole before you completely and utterly fucked me. <laughs> um, although I have to agree. <laughs> you do you um, ever do you, do you ever lose? Predict your team to win. <laughs> no, because I think it's, a, it's a safe right. bet. It's a safe bet to get prediction points if you bet against Motherwell, though. Yeah, thanks, mm. Mark. Marcus always predicts like a Hibs 3-0 win and every time he's disappointed <laughs> at least like, Lewis, this is, this is the thing right this is the thing right like this this sounds really weird but like when I started betting so like once, once I turned 18 and started betting I've never won an ACA where I've picked Motherwell to win every ACA I've bet against Motherwell I've won so it, it's just the same thing I just never I just I've never got belief in us because we're always we've always kind of been underdogs um, I don't think we're going to get beat 2-0. Um, realistically, against, like, Hamilton. I am going to... Right. I am going to predict it is 1-1 at full time. There is no goals in extra time. And we, in typical Motherwell fashion, as we did two seasons ago against St. Merton, go out on penalties. Go out on penalties. Painful. And Andy, what are you saying? Uh... Yeah, I, I, I think Motherwell are losing 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Uh, but, 2-1, let's say an extra time goal, but 2-1. Mm. Next up we've got um, Partick Thistle, and they played Dundee United. <laughs> Do you know what? 3-0. 3-0 United. Yeah, comfortable. Do you know what? I'm going to go 1 0 Partick Thistle. Oh, you just don't oh, There we go, there we go. Lewis, this is why you lose Ackles. <laughs> 1 0 up the Thistle. No, it's, not, it's not that I want to bet, um, predict a Partick Thistle win because it's like, fuck Tony Watt, right? It's just. They could do it. Partick Thistle have been alright the past oh. couple of games. And I know it's a division, it's like two divisions below, right? Well, a division below, sorry. But the last two games, they beat Air United and Airdrie, who are gunning for... Well, Air United are rock bottom, but Partick Festival are sitting mid-table in the Championship, and if they win their next game and Rafe and Cali draw or lose, they could go third, so... Yeah, Partick Vessel 1 0. Partick haven't lost since uh, playing Arbroath in uh, early December. So, yeah, probably a good, good shout. And I think I'm going to go on a similar kind of thing, but I think it's going to be uh, a win on penalties after a 2 2 draw for uh, Partick. And then and we have one of the. Uh, the ties of the round with St Mirren they're playing Kelty Hearts of League 2 Kelty Hearts 2-1 only Kelty I, I think Kelty will win as well I think it will be 
probably a, yeah, maybe maybe one nil, one nil. I think. Really tough tie. Uh, I don't. I don't think see any Premiership sides losing to League Two sides. I, I do think Kelly will give them a game, but I think St Mirren will see them through two nil. Uh, there just um, should be in theory too much of a golfing class. In theory, but you never know. In, in theory, exactly. In theory, on paper, um, it depends what St Mirren do, though. It depends if St Mirren go, you know, like it depends if they go like English League style, where if it's like Man City against. Sutton United or something, they end up playing like the reserve team, or the, the youth team and it depends whether St Mirren are more focused on pushing for top six and therefore play, play to, a weakened team kind of thing. Uh, play a weakened team and if they play a weakened team this game means more for Kelty Hearts than it does for St Mirren because the further they go in the Scottish Cup the more money they get which is going to help them when they inevitably come up to League One at the end of the season so I'm I'm gonna agree with Sam. I'm gonna say one 0 Kelty Hearts, and I think Kyle, you said one 0 Kelty Hearts as well. The two one. Said two one. Uh, Either way, Kelty Hearts. Uh, next game, uh, Rangers travel to Allen Athletic, and I feel like this is going to be an absolute hiding. I feel like it's going to be something like four 0 to Rangers. Seven 0 Rangers, Allen Athletic. <laughs> Are god awful. They've um, got this far, haven't they? They've got they have got this far, but they have only played. They played Clyde Bank, play Bank Gala Ferry Dean Rovers. Don't uh, just Dreamfield Swifts. That's, that's Who's doing they're... these draws? Will Rangers ever draw a bloody professional side in a league? I don't know, but I can't I can't wait for the tie between Inter Aldrossen and AC Aldrossen at this rate. Like. Oh, yeah. It's mad, but yeah, seven seven no Rangers. Like Anne and Athletic are just not not a strong side. I, I feel like this will be the the first game that Ramsey starts, and he'll probably have a fantastic game. It's first first start, and we'll pick it. <laughs> I, I, I reckon it will be because I think he'll probably come on as a sub in against Hibs, and then probably Going start against playing the San Siro to play in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's it's not that. It's like if they can bring them on in this game, right? It's no really a high intensity game to play and an athletic. But you can nah. get a full so, yeah. Alright, so it's a good it's a good chance for him to run about, get his fitness up, and get some minutes up, and yeah, probably back. Like he's, a, he's like a show through. pony. I uh, give it give a wee trot about in the field. Is it not on? Is it not Ashford Give us a twirl, Andy. Hey, well, if it's, it's not, a, I mean, not Andy Arden. <laughs> In hell. Right, uh, so, Carl Andy, what are you thinking for this one? Uh, I said six, mate. Six. I'm thinking six. Rangers win. F- f- a nice rested squad. They win 4 0. There you go, 4. Nice. Um, I, spe- I was expecting some absolute shite coming out, Andy, to be honest. But, I'm, not betting, but <laughs> I'm not a betting man, but you'd see it. You, any, anyone can see the way that dies. Um, next up on the Sunday, we've got Arbroath, and they play Hibs. Now, I think this fully depends on what the weather's like, because I've been to Gayfield Park, and that is it's on the sea, and if it's a wet and windy one, it's going to be that absolutely nice. fucking hell for Hibs. 
It's a nice yeah. stadium, though. It's, it's a brilliant stadium. It's one of my favourite stadiums, I think. Um, so, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. But I think... This is a tricky one. It is a tricky I would, one. I would like tr- to make my prediction after tomorrow's game. Then, But, as mm. it stands, Hibs are shocking right now. I think they'll scrape through 1-0. I think I'm going to go for something similar, actually. A, a, a scrape through. Probably, I reckon they'll get an early scare, probably get 1-0 down, and then come back 2-1, probably in extra time. I'd love to hear Marcus's reactions to these. <laughs> I cannot wait if we do a pod next week and we manage to get Marcus on if you lose to Arbroath. Like... It's just going to be like two hours of him just ranting. We won't even need to be on the podcast. It'll be great. Get someone to do the intro. Marcus, take up the whole thing, and then we'll just do the outro, and that's it. Yeah. There you go, that's it. Just a two hour rant about Sean Maloney and how much he wants. Not even Jack Ross back. Bring back Hecky. Fuck it, get Paul Heckenbottom. Um, (laughs) Now, I think. Hibs are in shocking form. Something needs to click with the squad, and it's losing Martin Boyle has totally ruined it for you. Mm-hmm. On top of that, our Broth are really looking like strong contenders to come up. Um, oh, I'd love to them for them to come up there. Yeah, the top of the championship at the moment, four points clear. It could, it could be mad. This could be a semi-professional outlet in the Premiership. I, I would simply just have to watch every Celtic our Broth game in our Broth because you can't turn down that stadium. That's a brilliant stadium. Brilliant. Yeah. Get the train oh, up. Yeah. The train up as well is nothing. Yeah. Get it from here. Two minute walk to Haymarket. Get the train up. Yeah, it's a straight train as well. You don't have to change anywhere, so it's great. Yeah, exactly. It goes, goes. Yes. There we go, boys. Well, we're going to end up at an odd rough game next season. At what else But um, I realistically, I think Hibs will go one 0 up. Get too complacent. Our bluffs going to equalise. And then our both two one in extra time. Ooh. Um, I actually want to go to the Estadio de Gayfield. Estadio. <laughs> it's, it's it's the Camp Gayfield that you're on about. <laughs> and uh, Andy, what are you calling for this one? Uh, I think Hebs will see him out one nil. One nil. Yes. Uh, next up, uh, we've got Celtic, and they play Wraith Rovers. This been our Celtic Rape Rovers. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, did you just I say Rape Rovers? I did. Oh, I think over my disdain for the David Goodwilly signing, and then the simp- the the immediate doubling down on the David Goodwilly sign- signing. And I think will be um, cancelled on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll beat them. A good a good four nil pumping. Yeah, I'm gonna say four nil as well. Maybe we 4 1, because. 4 1? I'll put 4 1. Yeah, 4 1. Uh, no, I'm good probably you, know. you know. You know what Star felt like? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to go something like, you know, 3 0. Sort of 3 0 for Celtic. 3 0, that's, that's acceptable. It fully, it fully depends on what team Celtic play. Are you going to play your like? You're not going to play your first team against Rafe Rovers. I don't know. Uh, it depends. Angie's a 
he doesn't. He's not one to to just. He, you know, he, he goes every game to win. He's not one just to to roll over just because he thinks an opposition is lesser. You know, isn't everyone like that though, Andy? No, I mean, if you if you look at your prem Premier League, nah, games, fair, remember, I, I get what Andy's saying. Do you remember like... when Man City played? Was it Burton Albion in the semi final of the League Cup? And they just put out an absolute youngster team. I mean, they still they they rolled them ten nil still, but they they just complete disrespect to them. I, I do agree with Andy saying that like Celtic play but then Ange makes them play with a bit of respect and I don't think he'd go out there and field the under 21s but is it going to be a mix of first team players reserves and maybe some youth prospects or is it going to be just the first team go out there um, either way I can see this being 2-0 Celtic because the only player that Rafe have that's a, a good goal scorer is one of the strikers and it's not that one. Uh, he's a Canadian striker and his name skips me. I want to say it's like Zanotto or something. Um, and he's quite high up in the top, the top goal scorer charts but he's not going to be enough of a threat. Not against Celtic. And the last game of the weekend will be Peterhead and they'll play Dundee FC. Peterhead, uh. nah, mate. Dundee 3 0. Oh, Dundee 3 0. Mm. Oh, no. Mm. I, I think this would be one that goes to penalties, but Dundee will win. It'd be one of those ones where you think it's going to be a shock, and then it's not. After a, I don't know, no-no draw. Mm. Uh, my apologies for that one. It's Zanata. It said Dario. Dario the, Zanata. The, the race guy, yeah. The guy from Rafe, not Zanotto. Um, Dundee should steamroll Peter Reid, but not... Ridiculously, I'm gonna say like three 0 Dundee. Yeah, it's it's Peterhead, and also it kind of it's kind of a derby for them. In a way. In a way, oh, mm, maybe. Because it's like a bottom of the North Coast club playing against a kind of further up club. It's like an Aberdeenshire Tayside derby kind of thing. Obviously, Dundee's derby is St Johnston. Well, it's Dundee United and St Johnston. I think, yeah. I mean, on Peterhead are always one of those teams that are just like they just they they permanently go out to just shit house. And they always seem to make longer cup runs than you'd expect. Purely because I think they've just got a team full of bastard fishermen. <laughs> but um, I I think I think the I think Dundee will win. Uh, Dundee United will win um, fairly comfortably, like 2 or 3 0. I'll put 2 0 because the rest will put 3 0. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put 2 0 since it's fair. Yeah, so I think that's the end of prediction to the end of the pod as well. It's been a been a long one tonight, but we're back finally. Um, and thank you guys for joining me, and thank you for listening, and we'll see you again hopefully next week. Yes. Cue the
If you've been affected by any of the issues relating to the domestic abuse discussed within this podcast, there are many links available to help you. Contact Samaritans on 116123 or visit their website at samaritans.org. The False 90s Circus returns with Man United, Rafe Rovers, Ajax and West Ham donating the clowns. Giovanni Bram... Yeah, start again. I can't get Giovanni Giovanni Bram Bronkhorst, Danny. Yeah, just call him GVB. Right. Let's go Gio uh, Van Bronkhorst. Uh, he does that a lot <laughs> in his interviews. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Take two.